this is our first ever uh, podcast on basically anything and everything entertainment. Not nothing like X-ray or what have you. I mean, stuff happens, but we the whole point here is just to be talking about uh, things involved around pop culture, entertainment, movies, <laughs> games, the whole bit on that end. Um, basically, the show about nothing. Um, with me here, you got myself, Matthew Ramirez. To my left here, we have the lovely Phil. Phil, introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Philip Archie, a.k.a. Phil, a.k.a. Phil Stop, a.k.a. Commander Bojangles. Nice oh. to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Phil. Appreciate it. Uh, also with us here, we have Josh. Hello there. And also, Clar. How are you, Clar? I'm fine. You can call me rude. Rude. <laughs> rude. <laughs> I'll call you rude from now on here. All right. So... Um, earlier, uh, when we were discussing this here, the whole topic mainly came about, you know, because I was seeing a lot of the previews movies coming out. Um, they just released uh, the latest in Suicide Squad trailers, uh, uh, Civil War, and what, Team NT, surprisingly enough, which I didn't think they can actually have any more stuff to, to show, but they've released another trailer to that one. Um, and then the most recently, Josh, you sent me that this trailer... Um, that was for like the Harry Potter, but not Harry Potter. Uh, the um, the creatures movie. Uh, yeah, it's the new it's the new Harry Potter movie. It's set in the same universe uh, prior to the entire Harry Potter series, uh, Fantastical Beasts and Where to Find Them. Uh-huh. Um, it's basically based on the life, quote unquote, of the guy who wrote it. So, oh. yeah, Newt Scamander, I think, is going to be the protagonist of that film. Okay, I, oh, it, 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 I thought it's Harry Potter. Yeah, because to me, when I saw it, Neville Longbottom. Yeah, see, when I when I saw it and I and I heard the word Dumbledore, I'm like, oh, it seems like it's going to be like a prequel thing on his life coming into, you know, being the headmaster of Hogwarts. But no, no, it it went a different direction. I'm like, oh, okay. No idea that this was happening, but it's, I'm kind of glad it's, they took it in this direction because the creature design that they had in the regular Harry Potter series is pretty awesome. Hmm. I now this is based on like from the books themselves, or is it? So, or what is it exactly? That's that's what this is where I'm getting confused on. So basically, Harry has a textbook uh, by Newt Scamander called "Fantastical Beasts and Where to Find Them" and stuff. And there have been a bunch of companion novels to the actual oh. series, right? So basically, this is going to follow Newt Scamander as he comes over to America, which is really, really fun for Harry Potter and Wizarding fans because we don't actually know a lot about like the American witches and wizards. Um, so far, what they've told us is that it's very sort of intriguing. Salem, it has the Salem witch trials type things in there. Mm. Um, you've got basically. Uh, Nomadges, which is like the American word for muggles, um, and you've got people who are hunting wizards, and you've got <laughs> wizards who are hunting wizards. It's just it's all kind of crazy, but the backdrop of it is mm. here's this guy who's you know researching different magical beasts, and he gets transported to America, and shit happens. Oh, uh, okay, all right. 
So interesting that the nomad, the nomad was it nomadges? Nomadges, yeah, I think that's their word for muggles. Which is weird, might as well, because I'm assuming in, in the spelling it would be like N O M A G E S, so it'd be like nomadges. No, mages. it's like it's it's N O I think M A J. I, I don't know if they're separate oh, together. Yeah. I get what but you're yeah, saying. Yeah, like nomad, kind of like a little apostrophe type of thing. Interesting. Uh, mm. Probably a derivative of Latin, and that's why we're mm. the nomadges. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. you know Latin derivative of the verb. Yeah. Speaking of the books. Yeah. Hermione isn't supposed to be white. What do you mean? Like, the, the actual original series? Original series? She was... From the book. Even even the author had stated that she'd never stated the ethnicity of Hermione Granger. Mm. All she had said is that the curly hair. Curly brown hair. And there was supposed to be a another remake of the movie series where, mm. well, not, not, not necessarily as them as children, but as adults... And Hermione is going to be played by an African-American woman. Interesting. And then this article uh, also said that the author said, I never described her fully as her appearance. And I'm kind of fond of an African-American Hermione Granger. Yeah, basically there was this huge backlash. They're like, oh, but, you know, Hermione's supposed to be this. It's what it says in the books. And J.K. Rowling's like, where'd you find that? Yeah, she, like, posted on Twitter <laughs> basically saying... Like- that I'm never... a fan. All I said that was Hermione had, you know, was really mm-hmm. smart and had curly brown hair. Yeah. So she's like, I'm really looking forward to this. I, is that for Sneaky. Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, which is supposed to be like the play that's I think so. and stuff? Yeah. Uh, ooh. Okay. Is it like a stage. Yeah, play? it's a stage. It's play. a stage show. It's, oh, um, in- it was. A, it was supposed to not be a sequel, and now apparently it might be a sequel. I don't know. I don't actually know. Much it, about it'd it. probably be up to us and what they want to do with it. I mean, it's her stuff. I mean, do you want to, if they want to make it a sequel, make a sequel. If they just wanted to get uh, like, was it uh, like ambiguous to be whatever you want to interpret it, which I hate. I hate when 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 <laughs> authors are move or like you know directors or what have you. You know, have them take a take a book or what have you, and then flip it around or try to uh, make it their own. But trying to still stay true to whatever it is the story is, but it's a horrible clash of what they want. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the movies that that like try to do that, but it's, my mind's going blank at the moment. Um, but One series that's like that is James Bond. Mm. The original Ooh. the original Bond films are written by um, Ian Broccoli. What's his Ian name again? Fleming. Yeah, Ian Fleming, and then. Uh, You'll even see in the movie credits when it gets to around um, right after Timothy Dalton in the mm. in the Pierce Brosnan films, it says they're based off of uh, the original author's stories. So the movies that are after that are not necessarily what the original author intended. They're just stuff based off of what was already existing. Mm. Oh, wow. A lot of the times it's really hard to do a direct translation from writing into visual art it can create a lot of challenges yeah yeah my lit nerd is totally showing but there's a play by bernard shaw called pygmalion which many people know as my fair lady (laughs) i'm sorry pygmalion yeah Pygmalion, yeah, yeah pygmalion um and it's it's all it's it's the exact same thing for the most part except he completely changes the ending um, I think I can't remember if it was the director or the person who was involved in writing the movie, but they they include an apology to Shaw the playwright <laughs> saying he was brilliant, but I think he got the ending wrong, which is why they changed the ending completely. Wow, 
Nothing worse than being called out <laughs> in the that, credits of the whole thing. That's that movie with the uh, the African American driver, right? Or is this a different movie that we're talking about? I think it's a different movie. It's yeah. basically the. I think that's um, Driving Miss Daisy you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it might that, be. It might be. My Fair Lady <laughs> is the Freeman. one where um, the speech, like the speech expert, is like, I can make that girl into a princess in like three days, and no one's gonna know the difference. And she's, you know, speaking with like a Cockney accent and everything, and so he like Cockney's trains her. Terrible. So he yeah, so he trains oh, yeah, her to speak God. like Queen's English, and his big thing is. Can I pass her off at this party as this like uh, high class English woman? And so, yeah, I'm not gonna oh spoil it God. for anyone who hasn't seen it, which is it's, it's been out for a while, guys. So yeah, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> just just hearing that plot makes you think of all kinds of other movies that follow a similar suit of trying oh, yeah. to of taking like that the, the, the ugly duckling into the beautiful swan type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like um, some of those, like most of like '90s movies were like that. Most of those like romantic comedies were in that same fashion. Pretty woman, she's all pretty that. woman. Pretty she's woman. all that. Um, she's just not in that into you. No, no, that's he's just not in. He's not just that. He's not. He's just not that into you. Is different. Say that five times fast. No, no thank you. No, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, those those tropes, it, that, not trope, but that that that. Um... Not another teen movie like parodied that entire trope. <laughs> yeah. It was hilarious, and Chris Evans is in there wearing nothing but whipped cream. Oh yeah, yeah, the whole um, the ice cream sundae, oh. uh, the, ba- no, the no, banana no. split, banana, banana split, split. Oh, from That's Varsity right. Blues, right? Oh my god. Oh yeah, it, it was bad. I don't want your life. Uh, that one's different. That the um, Varsity Blues was actually that the an actual the drama, the football drama, which kinda, I, I actually generally liked that one. I wasn't again not one for major sports, you know, sports movies and what have you at that time. But that one I actually did like. Just well, one because of the Dawson. I know why you liked it. The Dawson. I know why you liked it. The teacher was a stripper on the side. That's not the point. <laughs> at that time, wait, was it no, a no, dude no. stripper or a lady no, stripper? I haven't chick. seen it. Okay. Dude okay. I thought it was like, oh my god, my teacher's a teacher's a stripper. <laughs> Whoa. Well, know? I mean, as long as your teacher's not stripping in class, right? Yeah, that, no, that doesn't happen. No, <laughs> no, like, no, no, Ding! Revelation. Yeah. <laughs> not in this part of the country. No, 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 none of that here. We, we've had enough of those, you know, teacher-student uh, relations. Um, but it yeah, it, 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 the, the Varsity Blues, I generally like the, the drama of that, the whole, I was like, wanting to be his own, but yet he still wants to play football. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was a good movie. Mm, it was it was one of those movies because it reminded me of a lot of um, um, the hell's a not not Adam Sandler's ver- um, the, the longest more? yard, but the oh. original Youngest Yard with um, oh Burt Reynolds. Tom, Burt Reynolds, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say Tom Selleck. <laughs> <laughs> mustache is mustache. Yeah. I'm sorry. They're the same person. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> the Tom Burt Reynolds Selleck. was in Saints Row. Yeah. <laughs> the Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. Uh, he did mostly TV. I don't. Wasn't he? he was like a lot of the like dramas and he was in a um... he was in a science fiction thriller with uh, he was a detective mm. and the killer used robotic spiders and they would inject uh, a poison into the, the victims. That sounds terrible. It was way in the eighties. That, that's that why terrifying. it sounds terrible. No, it not was probably a B movie. <laughs> not not like that. Uh, not like terrible as in that's that's an like you know scary type of thing. No, terrible as in that sounds like a horrible movie. <laughs> oh, no, I would but, watch a movie about a killer who's using robot spiders to inject venom into people. Oh, but it's it. Uh, that, it this, sounds hilariously campy. That's what I'm saying. That's, <laughs> that's what most of the eighties horror was. It was just yeah. some of those just like over the top. Um, Freddy Krueger's all, all the Nightmare on the Streets 
or over the top. Thirteenth um, Friday the Thirteenth movies. Yeah, Friday the Thirteenth. Um, Hellraiser was extremely over the top, but it was also creepy. Hellraiser was amazing. Yeah, it was by far it one of my nightmares for years. Yeah, one of the first movies I've ever watched as a child and got night and like cried watching. I, I, I did not know what I was seeing. I was just there's just so much bad things happening. I didn't watch that movie, and I'm really glad. Chucky gave me enough nightmares for the rest of my life. Chucky didn't do much for me as a child when I watched that. I'm like, Chucky's Chuck- nothing. I'm yeah. like, oh, Pinhead is scary as shit. I was five. <laughs> you should watch Pinhead. Look, look, Seriously. I was five, okay? You there know what did get me, though, when life. it came to little dolls and lives? It was Puppet Master as a child. That shit scared me. Because those were marionettes, and in my house, my grand my grandparents actually had two <laughs> little 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 marionettes. They were just they were just there. Um, they usually hang out in the in our garage, which is always filled with other crap. Mm-hmm. But they're always visible. You can always see them, no matter what. I've always I swear I would always go in there, and when I see them, I cover them up with something, like you know, put something in the way, or I didn't want to touch them. They, they freaked me out. And then, like the next day. I see them as if nothing ever happened. You know, as an adult now, I realize my grandparents were just cleaning the, clo- yeah. cleaning the garage. I'm like, oh, someone put shit here. Mm-hmm. But as a child, I'm like, that shit's going to kill me. <laughs> I need to burn these somehow without burning the house down. Okay, so real talk. The listeners don't know, but there's someone in our office who does have, like, a life-size Chucky doll. <laughs> and I was staying late one day um, mm-hmm. working, and no one else was around. And I was fine um, until I looked over my shoulder and I saw it there looking at me and I couldn't handle it. After that, I had to keep like looking behind me. So what I did so that I could focus and just finish up so I could go home, uh, I took a bunch of paper towels and just draped it over. (laughs) (laughs) I I only told, I've only told one person this, but I draped the paper towels over the doll so that I wouldn't have to look at it and I didn't feel it looking at me. Don't look at me. No, here's the worst part. I forgot to take it off the doll when I left and I was really worried someone was going to find it. So I told, I told my buddy who was going to come early. I was like, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to take Our... the paper towels off the doll so that nobody knows that I was too afraid to sit in the room with the doll. Freak the shit out! <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! I couldn't sit there. I remember when it first got here when we were in the old office, yeah. and then everyone would mess with you with it, and they would like peek it over the little thing because you know we had the because you know we had the little. Walls, but yeah, I mean, see, just had a little picket over there. And I know I'm, David did a lot of I'm torture. I'm just really glad that everyone realized early on that I was going to accidentally hit someone in the dick if that just <laughs> popped up behind me. Because I would have just, I would have just flailed and the power I'm sure of somebody like, was as almost B-rated horror of the '80s, traumatizing <laughs> was, children. You know what I was, was trauma? What, what got me for a little while, even though it wasn't. It was like a terrible horror movie that was supposed to be technically like a dark comedy. Was Toxic Crusader? You guys remember that? Ever seen that Toxic Crusader? No. Oh was my like, god! What, 19, 1987? 86? Yeah. And then they did a a, a, a sequel that in eighty eight, uh, roughly eighty nine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Basically, the premise was it's it was based off an old comic from the like from some people who like produced like the um, like the Ninja Turtles. I think mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, they did the Ninja Turtle comics. Not the same artist, but way, but the same company that published mm-hmm. them. Right. Um, they they made this superhero um, who was born out of toxic sludge, basically pollution, what have you, created him. Um, 
So like anti-Captain Planet? Yeah, basically. <laughs> Not necessarily anti-Captain Planet, but like if you remember Captain Planet, there's that 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 nuclear waste dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But instead of being a guy promoting nuclear waste, he's he's, he's fighting against nuclear waste. Yeah, his oh, whole purpose okay. because okay. he wants to fight off what he's become. Yeah. Oh, okay. So his actual weapon that he carries around is a mop. This this yeah. is no joke. Yeah. This is no joke. This is it's it's it was a dark comedy because it's a lot of like um the and en- the enemies in there are these the uh, um the issues that are happening when they people come in contact with this you know with the 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 toxicness of this uh-huh. stuff um, they would horribly transform and like literally get ripped uh, like in in the cheesiest fashion of course mm-hmm. they get destroyed and become these vile creatures what have you. Um, and he is the whole thing was to cleanse it, and that was his main weapon. And he was horribly disfigured. Uh, you, you, you got nothing right now. Well, I know because it's the first thing that comes up when you put toxic, toxic Avenger, a. not Crusader. It's Toxic Avenger. My not only did that, not only was it it, it was weird yeah. because yeah, um, we you got to get around. a picture. Yeah, sorry, yeah. We're, we're passing we're around a picture yeah. uh, to Josh and Clark so they can so they can see the Toxic Cruise uh, Avenger. Oh, oh! He looks like he looks like he could be the little brother of that guy from the Goonies. The sloth, yeah. yeah. That that's his thing, and um, I think it was the sequel where he actually had to fight the devil, um, who created who um, at one point took away or cleansed him, so to speak, mm-hmm. and made him normal. His original self was this nerdy, skinny white kid. He was just a little nerd yeah. who got no respect from anyone. Yeah. And, uh, and then he, he, as a joke by the jocks, they pushed him into the toxic stuff, like yeah. this oh, nuclear okay. waste or what have you, this stuff. And he became that. And he, he, he didn't get revenge on them, but he always made sure to clean up, so to speak. And it's to make a little sense, uh, seeing that he's from New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that, I never, it never dawned on me that he was from Jersey. And it got to the point where, you know, when, you know, recycling became the big thing in the late 80s. 1984. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the in the late 80s where, you know, clean, uh, um, clean earth, recycle, and that it became a big thing. They made a cartoon with him on it. And where they're always, it's just like G.I. Joe trying to, you uh-huh. know, that whole lesson in cleaning and what have you, always recycle. So he literally was the anti-Captain Planet, but Captain Planet. Yeah, so he was good anti-Captain Planet. Yeah. The budget was only five hundred thousand. Oh yeah, no way. It was really cheaply made, and to be fair, five hundred thousand was a little bit more in the eighties, right? Mm, not, or not really? Because that... when you look at movies like you know E.T. and um, like uh, the Friday Thirteenth that came out in that time, they they had a pretty good decent budget. Um, this was it was pretty much just a crowd. I guess you can say his own funding and whatever people were willing to give and they made it it didn't do well in theaters but it had a huge cult following afterwards it actually did more than it cost to make so it did end up on the plus side by like you know, three hundred thousand dollars yeah so. but, 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 you're, but you're looking at with a, with a really tiny budget that's, that's yeah. like um was it um clerks had a did everything on a small tiny budget and that thing blew up yeah, that, 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 it took like 10 years for that to gain traction. This is the same, same thing with the Toxic Crusader, and then they actually started using that as a cartoon type it's of thing. It's a stage musical production. Oh what? my god. Uh-huh. Yeah, see, it, 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 was, it was one of those things that just blows my mind. Musicals. 
Maybe I that blows that my up. mind with those oh type of things. God. But this is, but that started to die down it's when uh, uh, Saturday morning cartoons started going more towards the the funny aspect and not about learning and what, uh, not about that a whole learning a lesson type of thing. Yeah. yeah, and you know Ninja Turtles started appearing. Um, Samurai Pizza Cats was the shit. But Samurai I was never Pizza awake Cats. It was um, Bucky O'Hare. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. <laughs> Samurai Pizza Cats was the shit. Uh, what was that? Uh, Thundercats. I think that's when anime, like the um, uh, anime tsunami start- started. To- no, 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 tsunami, tsunami was, was later, way, way later, later. Never mind. I'm talking about like the early '90s with the uh, oh, like Darkwing Duck. There you uh, go. Ducktales. Um, 1987 Robotech came out across. Yeah, there you go. Aired I used to have United those. States. I used to have the yeah. um, the giant mechs. Yeah, aired, in, aired on USA. Yeah. Gargoyles was a really good. There was another Gargoyles. one. And then with Gargoyles, that's when it started turning into the, like Batman and, and Warner Brothers started getting into the mix. Mm-hmm. They started yeah. making and bringing back some franchises in that sense. Um, it, it was also um, when they also uh, Looney Tunes started making like spin-off type things. Like remember, remember Tiny There's, Tunes? I loved Tiny Tunes. Yes, I the, think I still remember the song. Oh God, they're tiny, <laughs> they're toony, they're all a little loony, and it is cartoony. <laughs> We're invading your TV. Yeah. yeah see, <laughs> and then there was Babs and Buster Bunny. Babs. Okay, so Babs. <laughs> <laughs> she was the pink one. Buster was the blue. One. Yeah. Again, very, very um, se- uh, not sex, but like pretty much gender. Yeah. Uh, Alienating. Yeah. That's defined. Yeah. Just by the color. Um, to me, it, it was. Was that was she the same one in in uh, Space Jam? What was that Space Jam? No, that was Space Jam was Lola. Lola, that's she is responsible for a generation of furries. Yeah, let's not touch on that one right now. <laughs> oh, so let's I have a handy chart. No, 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 no. <laughs> I have, this, I have you know this handy who, chart. You know who throws me off? That's that's like everyone associates as a furry, but isn't really. Jessica Rabbit. No, no, this is in the in the fighting game community. His his, uh, his handle is Sonic Fox, number one Mortal Kombat player oh. ever. He has the he, his um, his his um, sponsors are Critical Reaction, whose mascot is a blue fox. Now oh, is that one? that's why whenever you see him play on like major tourneys, how there's always this like blue fox guy in a suit sitting with them or in the crowd, what have you. It's because of that, and people assume just that right there is a furry because it looks like the type of stuff that you know they would be into. So. It, it, it always throws you for a loop. The when people. you say suit, what kind of suit are you talking? No, he's about? not wearing a full first. No, no, he. No, Sonic Fox himself, he doesn't. I'm talking about the mascot who's always around with him. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. no, Sonic Fox himself actually wears this kind of like a. Uh, he just wears a blue tail and the blue ears. Right? It's, it's kind of like a. It's kind of like one of those. Um, a beanie. Well, it's not necessarily a beanie. It's. Uh, uh, oh my God, I'm trying to remember. It's it like a lumberjack hat, but it's only the 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 the. The, oh, the ears the are kind of go down. Oh, it's like yeah. the the Pikachu the Loot Crate hat. Exactly. Yeah, 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 those. That's what it is. Those where. hats are in division in the game, the division, and they're called Trapper Hat. Oh, that. Sure. Okay, that right there. I don't know sure if you've seen them, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but yeah, er, er, when I hear the word for it, the first thing that comes to mind, and then I'm thinking like, but he himself is not, but he's also one of the youngest. Uh, in the Mortal Kombat yeah, game, one of the youngest fighters. I think he's like only nineteen. Yeah, eighteen. He he barely became he became like he originally started off as a Skullgirls yeah. player. Skullgirls. So and he still plays even on because uh, they they still have side tournaments for those mm-hmm. everywhere and he still always participates gets gets first place all the time. It's weird shit. Um, 
but then he started playing Mortal Kombat 9 and he was dominating with Sonya Blade which everyone thought was not the best character in the world mm -hmm. and then he won Evo with her like ridiculously like straightforward yeah there was no chance that they can get that in there speaking of Mortal Kombat what the hell happened with Annihilation Oh, it, they, the YouTube series or the movie? No, the movie. The movie is what is what I'm going with here because they're the YouTube series. This was meant to kind of like fix that <laughs> because uh, Annihilation. Uh, when Mortal Kombat the movie first came out, it, it, it was one of the best game adaptation movies ever. Out of, out of all the movie adaptations that came out prior to, which were like Double Dragon, Mario Brothers. Uh, Street Fighter. Um, I shut that down because that was just a that was bad, all around bad. I think that's what everyone agrees with. But wasn't it like supposed to be so bad that it was good? To an extent, what only made it good was uh, uh, what's the name? Uh, Bison. Bison, right? Bison and well, uh, Julia. That guy is yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. The only scene rest I've in ever peace. But blank. I mean, like he was what made me really like the movie. I mean, yeah, Shot Call Van Damme was in it. He was Guile, but. It was weird to have an Amer a, a guy who's the American representative of a Street Fighter played by a Frenchman with a thick accent. <laughs> the only the only scene from that movie that I've ever been linked is the Tuesday. Yeah. The Tuesday scene. For you, uh, meeting Bison was the most traumatic uh, thing that's ever happened to your life. But for me, it was Tuesday. See, <laughs> yeah, it was literally that. But it was... But it, it was really it was one of those things where like oh my god the balls on this person <laughs> who is that confident in in his like you know power his status to say you know i don't remember anything you did and he overacted the shit out of it which is just what was well, that's amazing. just him in was, general though kylie minogue was in street Fighter. yeah she was cammy yeah oh no, oh. no one remembers this because that movie was terrible <laughs> well it was bad i ain't gonna lie but the best representation of one of the characters was played by Raul Julia. When they did the levitation thing, he flew across the screen. Yeah. I mean, Kyle's flash kick was just a standing flip kick. Yeah, this is mean, literally what he does in any movie he's ever been in, aside from his looks, you know, sidekick that he does. But yeah, I mean, um, uh, there was no Hadoukens from Ken and Ryan. There was one. There was there was a but Hadoukens. It was, it was so it was really quick it was basically a flash like they quickly had to throw that in there and a little bit of electrical trickle but it was very minor um there Plus was they messed up Blanca Chun-Li no they messed up Blanca Chun-Li's a reporter come on everyone knows that Chun-Li was an inner fool yes and here she is in the movie as a reporter yep and well they also uh let's see who else they, they, they had Ken and Ryu who were um arms dealers yeah, Sagat, oh, Sagat was also an arms yeah. dealer. What? Uh, Belrog was a cameraman yeah, and well, a good guy. And E Honda, e Honda was the was the audio guy for yeah. for Chun Li and Balrog. Mm -hmm. I don't even know who was Hawaiian about Street Fighter, and I know all of that is wrong. Yeah, and and Geef. No, I think they portrayed Geef pretty well. He was just a strong idiot. Yeah, to to an man. extent, though, to an extent, because they started building him more as not as oh, dumb. And Dalsim was a scientist. He was like a genetic, a, a genetic, a genetic engineer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so he genetically engineered his. his... He he created. No, what, what well, that just did, happened. What they did was they took Giles' buddy Charlie, mm -hmm. stuck him in this tank, 
and tried to infuse him with Bison's aura, mm-hmm. but it went horribly wrong, and he turned this in, turned him into Blanca, the Incredible Hulk with orange hair. Yeah, okay. it was bad. He's a midget Lou which, Ferrigno. Which they, the reason, orange hair. but the reason why they did that one there was just because of all that uh, the speculation of that Blanca is oh, Charlie. Yeah. That oh, whole okay. rumor for the longest time. Which is not true. No, not true at all. At the end of Super Street, if, if you beat the game with with Blanca, uh, they call out his name Carlos, which mm-hmm. is the uh, Hispanic translation of Charlie. Mm-hmm. So that's when they put, hey, is is Charlie Blanca? Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. So that's so, where it all stemmed from. And, but... and yet that was debunked in Super Street Fighter 2 at the end of Blanca's uh, stage where he actually meets his mother. Mm-hmm. Who calls him Jimmy? Yeah, and that's the name that actually stuck was Jimmy, and that's what even in the um, the Street Fighter Cross Tekken for the Vita mm-hmm. actually has a uh, a CG movie come along with it oh. that kind of like ties the movie and the characters together and why they're all doing what they're doing, um, and throughout the entire time he's being called Jimmy. So where did Carlos? Uh, that was, was just... more likely his translation. Okay. Just like anything else, yeah. it's always bad translation. Um, but that movie itself had a pretty good character, like you know, cast in it. But the way they did it was terrible. I think even um, uh, was T Hawk. T Hawk was in there as well. Yeah, T Hawk was in it. Yeah, but. Not not really much in was put on his end there. He was part of the UN forces that was with uh, Cammy. Yeah. Um, wow, we've been going at this for a minute. Wow. A minute, yes. Yeah, a long that minute. So, exactly so we're going to go ahead and we'll go and wrap this up here. Uh, I want to thank you guys for at least you know entertaining the notion of a podcast with me. I appreciate it. I've been wanting to <laughs> do something like this forever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, getting equipment, granted, I don't don't have the funds that I would like to have to get more equipment, but we're going to work on that. Hopefully, um, as we do more and more, um, and we get like more, if we can actually get people to actually listen and want more. Thank you fans for supporting us. That is my goal. I'm sorry. That is my goal is just to have people want to listen to a bunch of people just talk about some of the most random things. That's why I'm like, this is literally a podcast Seinfeld style. Where? Click like, make sure to follow us, subscribe. <laughs> you can yeah. find me on all social media at Phil Stott. No, that's a lie. Yeah, that's a lie. <laughs> I mean, if you do want to follow us, I mean, who has a Twitter account that they don't? Because I use mine, and it's, it's just Matt Ramirez84. Uh, uh, my Twitter is and, Phil Stott. Uh, Twitter. My Twitter is not yet available to fans. Nah. <laughs> my Instagram is Phil Stop. My Twitter is Phil Stop. Um, my. Hey, Phil. Stop. <laughs> yeah. My Instagram is actually Rude Kitty, which is R U R U D E K I T T Y. Very nice, very nice. Um, I think well, some of us here who actually do YouTube channels, because I do um, a lot of gameplays, what have you. Uh, my YouTube channel uh, at um, actually is at Kuma. If you can actually search it up that way, K E Y U M A. Um, that has gameplays um, revolving around like old school stuff and current fighters that we're having so you guys can check that out if you want Um, and if you can find me I'd be slightly concerned (laughs) (laughs) also do twitch for those who are streaming oh yeah the very beginning of our (laughs) you see 
full circle. Full circle. We started with stalking. We're ending with stalking. Perfect. Thank you, guys. Um, we'll try this again in a week. Everyone oh, cool shit. with that one there? Sounds good. All right. All the, Until then. All the videos I added on YouTube are, are posted on fucking Twitter. <laughs> wow. Jeez, it feels learning the wonders of Twitter, even though he should know this by now. Well, it's all right. He's, he's our resident uh, self-proclaimed old man. So oh, yeah. He can, he can be confused about Twitter. This is true. All right. Thank you, guys. You'll... We'll do this again. Let us let us know what you like, what you didn't like. Um, send me messages through SoundCloud. Um, I try to check those daily. Uh, until then, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.